and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Glad you're with us. Thank you for joining us here in the uh, 1.30 Eastern hour live again. Um, I got a list here. I got a list okay, here, and this okay. this will make complete sense to you, I'm sure. You ready? We see. We needed no list yesterday. We need one today. Go ahead. We need one today. Trump threatens. Musk okay. warns. Sore losers. Sore winners. Uh-huh. The uh, higher cost of not prosecuting. Trading places, Wisconsin and North Carolina. And Sarah Huckster A.B. Sanders wants you to pay money to fix her state. As much as I'd like to start with the North Carolina, Wisconsin news, let's get to Trump threatens because that's uh, kind of on everybody's mind right now after that ridiculous. I don't know what that was last night. Uh, no. I, I, I caught uh, highlights. I have an idea. Look up the words Gettysburg Address. You will see <laughs> what Trump did in Florida on Tuesday night, right next to that. Greatest speeches, 10 greatest American speeches. Jesus, yeah. God. It's a cross of gold from Williams, Jennings, Bryant, and this, right? Right. Uh, Kennedy's inauguration speech. Yeah, sure. I have a dream speech, Martin yeah. Luther King. Um. Lee Ilya, Chicago Cubs. That was a great rant. <laughs> Tom Lasorda, what do you think I think of his performance? We, wait, wait. We're, we're really getting down into Obermanville when we throw in references. Well, it, like and it's that. funny you should mention that because if you if you did hear the podcast immediately following Trump's stupidity at Mar-a-Lago, you, I thought he was going to have a stroke. I thought it was one of those Keith Obermans where he was going to stroke in yeah. mid-rant. Deservedly so. Mm. De- de- deservedly so. Uh, and uh, for the for the record here, um, and I uh, I I Facebook this because I thought it was important. And in another time and era, if something like what occurred in our little area of the world had occurred. The local newspaper Forget it. would have had a TV critic or someone of that sort jump all over the story. Yeah. And here's what I'm referring to. The harangue of Trump on Tuesday night down in Mar-a-Lago is this just insane, festivus listing of the usual grievances and the blatant threats and attacks on Alvin Bragg, Alvin Bragg's wife, his daughter, Alvin Bragg's daughter, anybody that's ever talked to Alvin Bragg on the judge, the judge's daughter, his dog. That was carried all the way through on Fox. That was carried 95% of the way through on CNN in the last two minutes they decide oh you know this has turned into a campaign speech what the fuck is going on with really yeah i mean i want to think that this chris licht guy knows what he's doing but there's just no evidence of it so far brad all right so that's that's bad enough but then john the catholic 
And I thank him so much for this because I would have never, ever noticed it or thought to think about it. Notice that the NBC affiliate in our part of the world, it's called WXII Channel 12. For some reason, they were also running this speech from beginning to end. Nobody knows why. And I cannot imagine how many other local TV stations across the country were running this speech. And there are some little watermarks on the screen that let you know that this was so far off the mark and so outrageous and so inexcusable. Number one, this was not a feed coming to the NBC affiliate in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. It was not a feed coming from the NBC television network. All right? It was coming from one of their other sources, one of their news path, whatever the, however the fuck they get other stuff. And you know that because there was no NBC logo. No, it was not NBC. It was not NBC. And the banner at the bottom of the screen was their own banner, WXII channel 12. And then even worse, the banner at the bottom of the screen said this, listen closely, former president Donald Trump hosting news conference after pleading not guilty to 34 charges news fucking conference it was that's, not a news conference it's bad. it was not a fucking news conference that's bad yeah news com yes yes Britt, did you miss the part where he took all those questions at his news conference you must yes. have missed those i had a culinary exposition at 7 30 last night that is that i had dinner in a restaurant so something now you could say, well, it must have been the 19-year-old intern who didn't know better. No who way. Put that up there. No, 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 no. 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 Nope, nope. You don't get any. You don't get no. any breaks on this. No, they don't give access to 19-year-old interns to go to the Chiron and, and do shit like that. And it, more proof that this had nothing to do with the network affiliation that this local station owned by ready the hearst corporation apparently william randolph hearst is still controlling still hearst television from the grave he is the he is the uh, venezuelan dictator hugo chavez of tv apparently he can do shit after he's dead just like charles. hugo chavez can change votes right the, the real life charles foster Kane. yes uh I would love to know what the story is behind why that channel ran that speech. All right. And I'd like to know if that was a Hearst corporation. I don't know how many TV stations they own. I have no idea Uh, whether that was all across the country on their local stations. What the fuck were they thinking? And even more proof that it had nothing to do with NBC. The second the speech was over, Click right back to whatever crappy inside, NBC edi- network inside show edition or whatever, whatever they yeah. had. Yeah, you know, Super Train or uh, it was whatever Train. It was, on NBC. Yeah, it was definitely Super Train, I think, yeah. or Manimal. Manimal. It might have been Manimal last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I found that to be because we're you know we're constantly monitoring and aware of the fact that one of the reasons Donald Trump got elected in. 2016 was because he got nonstop coverage for everything he did by the cable channels, in particular 
outrageously CNN and of course Fox and sometimes even MSNBC. But and, and so they've learned nothing. They've learned nothing except, oh, well, it gets great ratings. We're going to keep doing it. Really? We're still there? Okay. I'm almost to the point with CNN where it's like the slow kid that runs into the wall. It's like, oh, he just doesn't know any better. It's just he can't help it. I mean, I'm almost at that point with CNN. They just they just don't know any better. They can't help themselves. But but remember, nothing is on there accidentally. No. This is a, de- this is a deliberate... No, there's meetings, there's memos, there's a chain of command, there's a debate, allegedly. No, yeah, and they had a while to figure out whether they were going to run the thing or not, and they decided to run it. Yeah. Almost all of it, as you point out. Yeah. Yeah. But for this stupid local station where we are, yes, Donald Trump hosting news conference. Really? I bet you in South Florida, where the fucking thing came from, there wasn't a local station that carried it. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) i'm sure uh but but again in another time and in another place the there there would be a a a drill down on this and they would corner the general manager of that tv station or the news director and say how did that get on there who decided what made you think that there was the kind of interest in that that made you want to blot out regular pro okay uh, we've done enough I'm yeah. repeating myself here, but it was still, it was still outrageous. Yeah. Nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, let's do uh, uh Wisconsin and North Carolina trading places. Yeah. Cause this was a big story last night. This is uh, well, it's not just last night. It's, uh, it's no, but a big it, story it, going it, it broke last night. So don't <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Brad Kranz, the tense cop. It was Jesus Christ. The thing broke last night. I'm going to break right now. (laughs) All right. So uh, in Wisconsin, and I don't know if you were getting a bunch of fundraising texts on this uh, race or not. I got I got plenty of them asking to send money for the uh, state Supreme Court race in Wisconsin, which would decide which party had a four to three advantage in the nonpartisan race. (laughs) that uh, decides Supreme Court seats in Wisconsin, but it's clearly partisan by any other name. And, uh, boy, you're given the impression, Britt, that this is going to be close. That we don't know what's going to happen this time if if the conservatives hold on to that seat with a 4-3 to three advantage. That's the end of Wisconsin as we've known it. Every one of their dreams will continue to come true, including the 1849 law outlawing abortion completely in the state of Wisconsin, which uh, suddenly needed to be enforced again following the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Right. Gerrymandering up the ass. Yeah, all of that. Uh, Oh, yeah. Voter suppression up the ass. Drop boxes. Forget about it. We're done. And then after the 2024 election, the Wisconsin Supreme Court could easily decide if they wanted to to award electoral votes to, uh, let's say, a prospective candidate, Donald Trump, even if he didn't lose, even if he didn't win the popular vote, all those kind of things. That was on the line, right? Allegedly. The good news is that it wasn't even close. Yeah. It was a 10-point blowout. Well, yeah, again, 50, 55-45 does seem like a blowout these days, but still, that's even too close for comfort. <laughs> 
Well, but see, in Wisconsin, everything is always within one or two points. So yeah, 10 points is. is, in effect, a blowout. And the biggest the uh, the biggest turnout for Wisconsin races, and I guess you can make this equivalent to North Carolina, the biggest turnout in total numbers is always, say, Mecklenburg County, which is Charlotte, or, or Wake County, which is Charlotte. But it's usually Mecklenburg. That's the most populous county, but I think Wake is now past Mecklenburg. But the point here is that in Wisconsin, it's always Milwaukee County, where Milwaukee is, right? Mm-hmm. Wake, the biggest city. It was not the biggest turnout for a county. It was Dane County, which is where Madison is, which That's means that the liberals yeah. went nuts and they said, no fucking way in our state are we going to let this happen. And good for them. So it's a, it's a real lesson that, again, um, when you have a, approximately a 50-50 state and you have a legislature that is bent and shaped and spindled and mutilated through gerrymandering, into a, a two-thirds or, or whatever the uh, number of people it takes to override Democratic governor's vetoes, which is what they had going on in Wisconsin, along with a compliant Supreme Court, that the will of the people can overcome that. The will of the people shouldn't have to overcome that because it shouldn't be in that position in the first place. But because of what happened in 2010, Wisconsin went down this rabbit hole with redistricting back then, and it's never stopped. And then they had that crazy-ass governor, Scott Walker, who was uh-huh. out of his mind. He thought he was presidential material. He uh-huh. lasted about a minute. But Thank God he got his dick knocked in the dirt. Right. So the remnants have, have continued on, and had there been a conservative winner in that race, the uh, conservative guy, I think his name is Kelly, Daniel uh, Kelly. Dan Kelly. That's such a cheap radio name, isn't it? It is, and I've known at least one. I know. I know. Uh, did you see his uh did you see his quote unquote concession speech? Well, that's why I have a category called sore winners and sore losers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it covers, a, the same, covers the same material. It's the so. new standard in bitterness. <laughs> well, but, hang losers. on. Who Brett, who did this guy? sound like no, he sounded like Trump. his race he sounded like trump but he sounded like more articulate and like more <laughs> he had a more of a pace than trump did i wish i could give concessions to a worthy opponent but i can't do that it was almost like a like a carol burnett show kind of a a, yeah. a sketch yeah here's here's the quote i wish wisconsin the best of luck because i think it's going to need it he didn't call his opponent i don't even know how to pronounce her name <laughs> he didn't call her to concede because, quote, I do not have a worthy opponent to which I can concede. You go for it, Dan Kelly. You go for it. He, did. he accused her of blatantly lying about him and his family and his dog and blah, blah, everything. Right. But anyway, so Wisconsin is now officially, at least for now, pulled back from that precipice of becoming Alabama or Mississippi and being the uh, outlier state in the upper Midwest, not yeah. like Minnesota, not like Illinois. They're more, they're taking, they took a more of a step toward Michigan. Yeah. That's what they've yeah. done. Now, right. speaking of states that are dying to be the next Alabama or Mississippi, do you have one in mind, Brad? What do you mean, do I have one in mind? We're, we're in it. <laughs> Jesus God. 
We're in a, this was and a, why would that be? What would have changed in the last 24 hours in North Carolina that would make us sliding into a shithole? Well, Brett, how many times in the last oh, couple of years now have we said that if it weren't for the fact that North Carolina has a Democratic governor, yeah. all the same kind of crap-ass, right-wing, reactionary, evangelically-based bullshit legislation about cultural issues, yep. it would be here. But yep. it's not because we've had a, a governor, a Democratic governor, a good guy, Roy Cooper, vetoing over and over and over again. I believe in the first uh, uh, last couple of years, he's vetoed about 50 different pieces of legislation. And uh, that's because in the Senate, North Carolina Senate, they do have a veto-proof majority, and they can override him, but they need the House of Representatives, and they don't have quite that uh, necessary majority. And I guess it's two-thirds. Mm-hmm. But something happened. What happened? And on Tuesday, one of the uh, Democrats decided that she had been offended too much by what's happened to her party. The only thing I haven't seen in all the write-ups on this, Britt, is I didn't leave the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party left me. I, mean, I haven't heard her say that one. She but campaigned someone, in Mecklenburg County as a pro-choice, gun-controlled Democrat. And now she is a member of the Republican Party, giving them a veto-proof majority in the House in North Carolina. Now, it's always interesting when someone makes this kind of really radical change. And, you know, the people that all voted for her. And she won her race by 20 points. Yeah. 20 points. By lying to her voters and saying that she was something that she wasn't. Well, Britt, maybe at that time she thought she was. She, I thought it was. was. Yes, because she's been a, you know, she isn't a newcomer no. at all. She's She's been there for a while. And uh, if if I'm correct here, she she got offended and is saying one of the reasons that, that, that she left was because she was bullied. She said she got bullied because she used an American flag and a prayer hands emoji in her social media handles and on her car. Mm-hmm. And that was enough mm-hmm. for her to apparently change every view she had on <laughs> every subject of note. Who, who allegedly and, bullied her? Was it somebody at fucking Lowe's foods while she was getting salad? <laughs> it's on her car. I mean, wait, who, who was it? Somebody at a red light that bullied you, ma'am? Show me on the doll where he touched you. All right, so do, do, are we 100% sure now that even though she switched party affiliations officially, that she will vote completely in the opposite direction on all of these issues? It sounds like it. If somebody that, makes fun that, of her she shoes. she would have voted. That, that, yeah, that so, was enough to, to turn her. Yeah, if someone, makes fun of her, sure? if someone makes fun of her pocketbook. If someone says that you have a wrinkle in your in your jeans, I mean, she sounds like she's butt hurt. Yeah, of course she's gonna go with them. She's gonna vote with them, and they probably gave her some stuff and promised her some shit. Don't you think? That's usually what happens. This is first reported by Axios in Raleigh. We're right in the middle of the North Carolina legislative session right now, 
And uh, this is just a few days after Roy Cooper finally signed the bipartisan legislation expanding Medicaid. Hey, Brad, do you remember when a local paper would have covered a story like this? <laughs> oh, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? <laughs> Britt, they're too busy trying to track down the general manager of Channel 12 to ask him. <laughs> they only have so many people. There's only so much manpower. So, so you know, back off. <laughs> uh, he tried to use his veto power last week, Governor Cooper did, to stop an idiotic bill that would expand gun access. This was one day after the mass shooting in Nashville. And you got to give the Republicans credit. Their timing is impeccable. What better day to expand gun access and probably put guns in the hands of more people? who shouldn't have their hands on them in the day after a mass shooting that gets deserved national attention. Nice, nice move. So he vetoes the bill and it gets overridden. And this was before the switch by representative Cawthon and she and two other people didn't show up for the vote. Oh, two she other Democrats. She's probably bullied into not going to the vote. Right, but wait, so what that did was if you if you go minus three in the total number of people there, yeah, you can get a two-thirds majority because yeah. it's a smaller number of yeah. oh, it's it's so insidious, it's so phony, it's it's such a fraud. So I guess that was the forerunner. And nobody could have predicted that that meant she was going to change her party a few days later in actuality. Our insider, John the Catholic, says that Tim Moore, the Speaker of the House, has promised to put the uh, Cotham into a, a friendly gerrymandered district where she won't have to work and she can just sail into office year after year after year and maybe not be bullied. Britt, that's not corruption. <laughs> Don't even think that. <laughs> so I think this means uh, what I've been saying for a while, particularly now, puts an extra spotlight on the governor's race in North Carolina next it year because it is it is a real contest for the soul of this state. Well, wait a it, minute. It, 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 no, that there, the, you you have to pay attention and not take your eye off the ball in this one. If uh -huh. Mark Robinson, who is the likely Republican governor gubernatorial uh, nominee for the Republican Party, wins, it's going to be the hits all the time. It will be transgender Olympics. It will be uh, prayer in schools. It will be abortion. It will be uh, we're going to ban books. It will be all of that shit. We got a preview of it with Pat McCrory back in 2016 with we're going to make sure you have a dick if you go into the men's room. That was that was the Pat McCrory shot across the bow and he lost his reelection because of bullshit like that. And if if Mark Robinson, our lieutenant governor now is somehow elected governor, God help this state. It will be an absolute fucking sewer Could, if Mark Robinson gets it. It will be anti-gay bullshit all the time. You thought the charter schools were sucking money away from public schools before, Brad? You ain't seen shit yet. The public schools will not get fuck all, and they will have the, the parents' bill of rights, Brad. It right. is all. It is on next year, and I mean, this is one of those things where you need to take money out of a retirement account. And give it to probably Josh Stein, who will probably be the, the Democratic nominee. It's a big deal. But, Britt, think of all the good things that are going to happen to our uh, university system, our state <laughs> university system, under 100% uh, 
unitary Republican rule. Um, I, I, I just want to add this on to, to, to what you said, because clearly you're right. This is kind of equivalent in its own way to the Wisconsin Supreme Court seat, our yeah. next governor's race. But but here's the point. Um, even if we retain a Democratic governor yes. in North Carolina, if they have super majorities in the legislature. Oh, yeah, it's going to be. A and they already have the Supreme Court. And yeah. remember, just last year, the citizens of North Carolina, the fucked up citizens of yeah. North Carolina, for some reason, decided that the majority on the North Carolina Supreme Court needed to go Republican, needed yeah. to go right wing. So we already have what Wisconsin had, and it could be for real here worse. Oh, yeah. It could be worse. Much worse, yeah. Uh, very, very quickly, because remember, everything going on, it was, add a southern accent to it. It always sounds better. It's going it to be better. Oh, it's going to be very bad. And I, I've always been like, yeah, there have been there have been inflection points in my life. And this is the last time I really had my heart broken on this stuff was when they passed um, that the resolution banning gay marriage in North Carolina. We were the last state to be wrong about gay marriage. Um, and I thought, well, this this isn't who we are. We don't do that. <laughs> and I was roundly told we we are. So I I look at it right now and I don't think that a a shit merchant like Mark Robinson could win a statewide election. I look at that in a, in a world in a sensibility where sensibility and logic I would think no, he can't. There's no way. But I can't really say that. I can't really with all confidence say that uh, Mark Robinson cannot win a statewide election. I, I think he's dreadful. I think he's awful. I don't think he appeals to, uh, if anyone does a modicum of research on what this man has said over the years toward even black people, I've had to talk to people who had to confirm with me, this guy's black, right? The stuff that he says about a black person is probably worse than the stuff that I saw David Duke actually say publicly. I mean, he's really beyond like pull your pants up. It's very, very bad and very offensive. So next year is going to be wild if he wins the nomination, which he probably will. The announcement, by the way, is coming up like in two weeks, I think, for him. He's going to be at the Ace Speedway. Come, y'all. Come check it out. And I think that's where he's going to make his stupid-ass announcement that he's running for the governor of North Carolina. Yeah, but I'll bet the catering is going to be spectacular. Of course it will be. See, I don't understand. I don't understand. I was I was diagnosed with diabetes like five years ago, and I was freaked out. I'm like, I got to do something, and I lost a bunch of weight, and I got myself healthy, and I worked out, and I changed my diet. I made a lifestyle change so I wouldn't keel over when I was 50 fucking years old, right? This guy apparently eats whole chickens on a break. I don't know what this guy does. And he's, he's fine. He just walks around just fat as fuck. Speaking of which, you saw that Donald Trump, 270 pounds. At no. The, uh, yeah, at the arraignment, yeah. What, 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 did somebody put him on the scale at the airport? They got to do They got to do a hide and wait thing when they when they book you. So it's 6'1", 270, not 6'3", 239, Ronnie Jackson. You fucking drunk! You know, uh, 
what is he what is he how tall is he six six one he's six one he's the same height i am 70 yes shit yes yeah fat fuck that's a bmi that's like uh higher than my tire 400 that's a bmi of 400 that's a bmi of 400 that's correct (laughs) and i don't mean body mass i mean bowel movements he has 400 pound bowel movements that's what it is yeah now i think that you are seeing in in public the unraveling of this guy trump and and here's what here's what i mean and you know we noticed this uh, a few days ago you certainly noticed yesterday that uh his wife melania not with him (laughs) and then that that ridiculous scene in mar-a-lago melania not with him uh and his daughter ivanka not with him uh if not if not then then when would you expect there to be a show of unanimity behind the old man and the answer is if not then then never so he's out there by himself now with uh people who supposedly have his best interests in mind as lawyers or you know the the people who uh, uh, he still talks to, the Boris Epstein's of the world, you know, people like that, Lindsey Graham, the My Pillow guy. These are the people he talks to, and that's an ever tightening circle of insanity and stupidity, reinforcing the worst instincts. Because just just think about that that six hour period from when we saw him in New York to the time he walked out there in Florida Tuesday night. There's no possible way that anybody, even these worst of the worst people around him, said, you know what you need to do? Go out there and attack, attack, attack. Whatever that judge said about being careful to not stir up trouble, you know, kind of he gave kind of an Andy Griffith talk to opie right and 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 donald trump is not opie donald trump did not deserve that kind of decency and understanding from the judge but the judge did that so what does donald trump do he shoves it right up the judge's ass and does everything that the judge said not to do now we get to this point where we have to discuss this every time, no matter how bad it seems for Trump, he always turns it into a victory. So my question is, did he want, is he trying to trigger a gag order from the judge to claim a greater level of martyrdom and victimhood? Does he want that? Because it seems, again, it's the six-hour period. Were the wheels turning in his head after hearing that from the judge saying, well, the, the smartest thing for me to do is to do the opposite of what he warned me against and advocated. That's a great idea. That seems to me, Britt, like this is a guy that wants that to happen. So if you're going to play passive-aggressive here, no matter what he says, you don't gag order him. Because he, but then you risk him actually causing a January 6th style riot. You get another Paul Pelosi. You may get something worse 
from the crazies out there who are still following this guy and ready to chase him right over the cliff. Jump these with are just, him. What do you think? Brad, these are just business decisions. The best way for him to shake down the rubes is to give that speech last night. So there was it was always there was always going to be a list of grievances, a list of George Soros bullshit, blah, 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 blah. I'm being it's just a business decision at this point. There's no like, ah, I got it. I don't care what this is, what the business model calls for in order for him to shake down 20 bucks a piece from people who have not even a pot to piss in. That's always a fair assessment of everything that he does. Everything's transactional. Nothing. This has, is the family business now. They've got nothing else. They have nothing else. But at what point? And I know this is a self-answering question because it's again, it's it's too stupid to consider. At what point do people who do send money, if in fact uh, several million dollars has come his way, manna from heaven? in the last couple of weeks since the uh, indictment, at what point does it really, does it really hit them that this guy who purports to be really, really rich, a billionaire flies around on a 757 with his name painted on it. Although, and again, as you know, we wish well for everyone. Of course, uh, of but course we, we, do. we need to we need to point out. And I think, Britt, if you and I want to be really decent people, we will start to try to raise, you know, 50 or 60 million dollars for Donald Trump, because I that's I think that's the cost of a new airplane that would be equivalent in size to the one that he has, because, you know, that plane is 30 years old. It's Trump, old. Are you it's, talking about you're talking about Trump Force One? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that is a totally old plane. It used to be in commercial use. But the great thing is, you know who the first commercial airline that, that flew that plane and, and bought it from, I guess, Boeing? Uh, I believe it was Aeromexico. Oh. <laughs> That's right. So Trump is, is on a – he's on the, the, the uh, equivalent of a, uh, a, a broken down um, – uh, what, what do you call it when, when they jack up the wheels on, on a car? Uh, the the Mexican you – know, um, when they lift it, yeah, yeah, lift lift it, on lift the, put the hydraulics on there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a low rider, except it's a plane. <laughs> Jesus, but, can but, we sound a little whiter on this podcast? Would that I'm be trying. something we could do? <laughs> I'm trying, but wait, wait, but 30 years old that's an old plane because I think, uh, like Delta, I think their average plane is uh, about 14 or 15 years old, and those are the old ones, okay? They, you know, they're always buying new airplanes, so Trump is, is flying around on this this uh this piece of shit and we would not want anything to happen yeah because be it's shame. an older plane that right would be a shame yeah that would be a shame uh, um, but at what at what point does it kick into these people that if you are really that rich and can have your own plane you don't need five dollars from me yeah i'm like why uh do you know i'm assuming you've seen lindsey graham breaking down in tears on the sean hannity show begging for money for fucking Donald Brit, Trump. Can, this man is suffering he is <laughs> suffering he's going full jimmy swagger here's a that's it here's a thing that you can never say about lindsey graham whenever you see him on television ah he's never going to go lower than that you just can't say it. It's like when you if you watch the surviving R. Kelly special, which is on Netflix right now, here's I, I'm not going to detail what happens in that special. Here's something that you won't say when you watch it. Eh, that's not that bad. You will never say that while you're watching it. And you'll, you'll never say 
I'm pretty sure Lindsey Graham has gone as low as he'll ever go. Because he'll shock you. He'll go way, way lower every single time. Well, everything comes to an end. All stories eventually end here. And we're not there yet. And by the way, Michael, you know, Michael, yet, Michael Cohen has been on the inside of this stuff, and he says they're lying their ass off about the money that they're raising. The, he's been on the inside, and they course. always inflate. And they're they're when they say, "Oh, 16 million since last, oh my God, last 24 hours, 158 million. No, it's all it's all fucking lies. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised they don't have a, a a tote board like on the old Jerry Lewis telethons where it would show. <laughs> and there's no proof that those numbers would be real in the case of Trump. There's none of I'm it. I'm surprised they don't do that. <laughs> you know, that, that is, we've got a new total. Yeah. And <laughs> now to announce Ed the new total, here's Ed McMahon and or Casey Kasem. Yes, here it is. New total. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But the, mm. the thing, from all the stuff that I'm getting, I didn't watch much of it or anything like that. The, the Trump speech at Mar-a-Lago. No, the news conference at mar-a-lago yes i was told uh that it was just such low energy it was it was absolutely there was no oh pep in his step at all he was just going through the fucking motions and whatever stephen miller had written for him he's just kind of just spitting it out there stephen miller with his duke university pedigree putting together fantastic sentences for stupid ass to go back to spew out there in south florida yeah. and to be aired live on wxii tv by the way, deservedly so. I bet you there were places in Texas that didn't carry that fucking thing live. There's like some shit town in Texas. They're like, nah, we're not going to interrupt Wheel of Fortune. Fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> that was ridiculous. But doesn't the it criminal, seem like... The criminal is the district attorney because he illegally leaked massive amounts of grand yeah. jury information oh, for yeah. which he should be prosecuted or oh, at a God. minimum, he should resign. Yeah. At a minimum, at a minimum. So, Mr. Trump, if he resigns now, will you will you show mercy on him? Will you call Justice off the dog? John and his family, this is where we are right now. I have a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and family. See, I thought he was talking about his own family. That's He's true. Trump-hating wife. And That's but, true. Yeah. Poor Jared. Jared saw his real daddy and now his fake daddy both being in trouble with the law. Crazy. Oh, yeah yeah both of his daddies are going to jail well one of them's already been yeah very sad uh let's do sarah huxterby sanders oh yeah let's listen to the other the governor of arkansas yeah. oh god that sounds stupid when you say that now we we uh we have great sympathy for all the people in arkansas who are the victims of tornadoes has been awful the last uh week or so but uh sarah huckleby sanders is getting how should we say just a a, a bit of uh, blowback here because she's demanding that the uh, federal government pick up the tab essentially for everything yeah here's her quote i've been across our state surveying damage meeting with survivors discussing recovery efforts with local leaders emergency personnel blah 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 it's clear that the cost to clean up the damage 
will be substantial. Federal government's covering 75% of all costs, but that arrangement got to go further to help Arkansans in need. Today, I am asking the federal government to cover 100% of all our recovery expenses during the first 30 days after the storm. During her campaign for governor, Sarah Huckabee Sanders proclaimed that Arkansas residents have the, quote, right to be free from socialism and tyranny. <clears throat> then she tweeted out a couple months ago that as long as I'm your governor, the meddling hand of big government creeping down from Washington will be stopped cold at the Mississippi River. Okay, fine. But you can't have it both ways. And this happens so often. This happens so often. These people who hate government, who hate the collectivism idea of the fact that we pool our tax money together yeah. and the federal government holds enough in reserve so that they can help out no matter where it is in the country that suffers natural disasters. That's how we do things in this country. If you want to call that socialism, fine. Then don't accept it and don't demand it, but don't use it as a campaign sledgehammer to appeal to morons who think that everything is about, and you've given examples of this before, I think in snowstorms out in Colorado, of the, uh, quote, these people pull themselves up by their bootstraps. They don't need no federal money to, right? How many times have we, how, the million times? Bullshit. Just bullshit. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. This was a big deal during Katrina. I think Katrina was 2005, so there was really no Facebook and there was no Twitter or anything like that. The emails would go around about all these black people in, in New Orleans needing a federal handout, and they would go with some snowstorm in North Dakota, and they would just talk about how neighbors helped each other, and they just they, they scraped their driveways, and everything came together, and they didn't need the federal government, Brad. They That's just the didn't That's need the it. They would do that shit all the time. Are you up to date on this Bud Light story? Uh, no, but I can just tell you, I hate Bud Light beer. It's a piece of, it's crap. Can't well, believe it's like, isn't it like the number one selling beer in the country? I, I think it. it is. I believe it is number one. Uh, it started with Kid Rock uh, shooting uh, Bud Light Whoa, cans. Man. Apparently, they put the face of some sort of trans activist who's big on TikTok. And it's really, 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 really pissing off a lot of conservatives and he shot cans but uh kid rock shooting bob ritchie real name shooting cans of bud light to show his displeasure with anheuser-busch and saying fuck anheuser-busch uh, and various other conservatives also seen on on social media who are pledging their allegiance to anything but anheuser-busch right well uh it, has it been shown uh, there might be some some studies done saying if you drink that beer you might want to change your gender identity. That sounds like some like. shit. So, you know, he That's, may have a point. That sounds so like I know, some, you, uh, I know you just want to react because you think there's another right wing. But, Britt, look at the science. Look at the science before you jump in like that. That sounds like one of those uh, Alex Jones theories about the, the frogs being made gay by certain shit. Wasn't that like a big Alex Jones thing that they're making the frogs gay somewhere? I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> there's the i'll show you the there's the screen grab of bob ritchie from uh, rolling stone magazine very upset okay <laughs> did this guy's t 
time come and go about 20 years ago, or am I wrong? Is he yeah, still? I just, I'm just a little disgusted that he dangles off of Bob Seger's nutsack. I mean, this guy, he, he portends to be uh, a guy who carries on the great traditions of Michigan and maybe with Ted Nugent, that's right. But he, he, apparently he's a well, fan of Leonard Skinner and he's also a fan but, fucking Leonard Skinner doesn't go for this shit you moron but Britt he's in Michigan a state that is getting bluer by the day it is blue blue, blue. so maybe he'll be the next guy to, I'm leaving Michigan I'm moving to Texas move to I'm Tennessee to you go to Na- Nashville or something yeah well Jesus. you can't move to Nashville because Nashville is a blue city you gotta well, move- yeah but it's it's close you got to move into the middle of nowhere. You can go to the suburbs there around the, the lake in Hendersonville, and I think you get right around some good, God-fearing, gun-owning Republicans who oh, appreciate sure. Jesus for whom he is. Um, but, you know, you're, you're much safer just going to Texas or to Florida. <laughs> well, but you can't go to Austin because Austin's fucking like the People's Republic of, of San Francisco. Well, but that's just a that's just a one little tiny part. There's always Waco, Britt. There's always Waco, although, as it turns out, you know, we've looked at this. A lot of the cities in Texas, the larger cities, turn out to be fairly blue. Of course they are. As it turns out, your large cities. Now, Dallas may be the exception. No, I I think Dallas is also. Even Dallas. Well, Houston, definitely. San Antonio, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I guess there's always, like. uh, Well, because remember, in their their statewide races, it's it's always within usually two or three points. It's not as if. Texarkana awaits you, Bob. Bobby Ritchie, Texarkana is the place for you, pal. Yeah. And you know, there's beer in Texarkana, and I don't think it is fucking Bud Light. 